got a hot mic today. <laughs> that Chris. would be that would be me. Chris's mic might be a little hot. We're gonna we're gonna see. And you're I'm always, one of the loudest. I'm really trying to keep it down. Kristen, you're always coming in hot, girl. Yes, with my ra- raspy <laughs> turn voice. Are you on your phone or your AirPods? Down. Yeah, we're gonna turn them down. We're not <laughs> sure. We're not experts in this. We are truly <laughs> winging it, as yeah. you can probably tell. So, you guys know, welcome to the Just Think podcast. As you guys know, if you've been listening to us before, we're here just to invite you into conversation, into polite and respectful discourse about a variety of topics that are affecting us most. We want to challenge you to think, to feel the freedom to ask questions, even if they go against the common narratives, and to voice your opinion and to form your own opinion as you choose. Um, Of course, we all want to base our opinions in fact and what's true. And in our collective and individual search for the truth, we found we were having conversations that more and more people wanted to be a part of or they wanted to listen in on because they were having the same thoughts and feelings regardless of their political affiliations or Mm -hmm. their religious beliefs Mm -hmm. um, or their personal views on a whole lot of things. As you will learn about the three of us, we come from across the political spectrum. That's the way we were raised and brought up. So we're really coming from three different places and what really formed our minds and thoughts around a whole lot of things. And what we found as three friends who knew how to have these respectful conversations, we would always push each other back to the facts. What information can we find? What does it say about what we're talking about? What can we find? And what we want to talk about today is how flipping hard it is (laughs) to to find the information outside of the most common sources of information. So growing up, guys, I don't know about you, but I remember Walter Cronkite. I'm old enough to remember him. Barely, barely, barely. Um, Watching the evening news with my parents as a very young child. I remember the newspaper being delivered to our house every day. Um, CBS News with Dan Rather. Remember that? Watched him. Oh, news in my house. Right? Growing up. Yep. Tom Brokaw. Yes. And then you watched the morning news. Peter Jennings. Peter Jennings. Before you went to school, like that's yeah. So the news was a common. We were watching the Jetsons. <laughs> I did watch the Jetsons too. But at night, the news was. On. I'm talking about in the morning. <laughs> the Jetsons, and then say by the bell later. Say by the bell later. Do you remember? Yeah. Okay. So Dennis we, and Dennis. And Dennis. <laughs> we're dating ourselves so um, But we we the news was a very common place in our house, right? Our parents seemed to be informed. Mother was, you but know. see, mine wasn't. Like seriously, right. seriously I'm, jo- I'm not joking yeah. about the Jetsons in the morning yeah. on our tiny TV that yeah. we had. But I don't really remember the news ever being on when we were around. Which makes sense, Kristen, because you're the centrist in the group, right? Mm-hmm. You're the one who was raised more in the center, mm-hmm. and and Amy and I were raised on more on one side, and so the news was always on. The news was always on. We were rainbows and unicorns, yeah. <laughs> girl, and then and, and but also didn't trust anybody. <laughs> I don't know no. what that is. I think that's how you got here. <laughs> yes. I think that's how yes. you got to this table. Um, because it is the a little bit of an innate distrust. Of, is someone telling me the truth? Mm-hmm. Is this really true? What's your agenda? Right. So I think in our deep dive around today's topic, which is um, bias. Bias in the media, in social media, in the resources from which we get information. Knowing that... We all have inherent bias. That's why we share ours. We talk about where we've come from and, and, and kind of like the lens through which we might see some things innately, but also challenging ourselves to see it in multiple points of view. What we found was we were stumbling upon the fact that it seemed a lot of respected publications and news sources had very 
specific viewpoints that were not that hidden. Right, mm-hmm. and it can. I don't want to call them agendas, although I would suspect there is one. I don't want to say there's some nefarious um, attempt here to do something wrong from everybody that's in the media. But we have certainly come to the conclusion: something's up. Yeah. <laughs> something's up. It's not objective, and I never, ever, ever. I think. I guess when I think about me, this is Amy, by the way. But I never thought of the news as not being just the source for where you find out what's going on in the world objectively. And then you can form your own conclusions. But I think over the past year, like this whole podcast so far we've talked about is things have gotten so crazy and we've just started questioning a whole lot of things. You start to it's like a it's like great this great awakening where people are like well wait a minute you know one news source is saying this but another one's saying the completely opposite thing and then you start realizing like who do you trust who's telling the truth what you know what's the motive behind what they're saying are they more in favor of one outcome or one ideology over another mm-hmm. and if so then how can we make an informed decision about how we feel about what's going on in the world if we don't have the whole picture. Exactly. I mean, I was the same way, though. I, I literally thought when we turned on the news, that was the news. It didn't matter what channel it was, whatever. I thought they were just bringing us the news. Yeah. Bring us the facts. Bring us what's going yeah. on. Because there was a thing called journalistic integrity, right? Which was it was supposed to be that you did not have an agenda. You was to, Oh, I think the New York Times, it was like the uncomfortable truth. Or there was mm-hmm. a, their tagline was yeah. something about like, they're going to deliver, deliver the facts. The it doesn't truth. Whatever the truth is, whether it hurts them or not, they want to tell the truth. I don't think we're there anymore no. for a lot of these. Well, and, and you know, it's funny because I say we didn't trust anybody, but we do. It's so funny because that's really incorrect because my mom has always been just give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. She is very trusting and just believes that everybody's good. And, and I love that. I love that about her. And I do have a lot of that. But then I have my dad. He's like, nope, I don't trust him. No. Yeah. I mean, and he's really, he's this amazing man and he's all generous and just so has tons of friends and stuff. But it's just one of those things that like he it's like guarded trust. It's yeah. like, you know, you Which want to believe my- in the good mm-hmm. of people and like, you, you can't believe that people would be like this, yeah, you know? But, I think but then you going. also have that, mm, does it make sense? It, it really is that vibe, that energy. Yeah. What do you feel? Like, what's their intention? Many things haven't made sense yeah. in the past mm. year. And so, like I said in the last podcast, my Judge Judy quote. Yes. <laughs> um, but I just feel like when, it, when, when so many things just stop making sense, then that, that forces you to have to really look deeper into finding mm-hmm. the truth and not just taking, you know, the top Google search or the top news outlet right. for your source of information. Well, speaking of Google search, right? Yes. So I had something happen this week as we were preparing for this podcast and just having wrapped up the last one. By the way, we record these in advance, so we are recording this like weeks weeks probably before you actually hear it because we don't live in the same city. I don't live I live two hours from these two girls. This is Holly, by the way. And so I was someone asked a question from our previous podcast about a um, how do I get in touch with America's frontline doctors? Because we had shared some of their information, um, you know, that had been proven that they had given mm-hmm. actually good medical advice, but at the time it was criticized. They said, How do I get in touch with them? I went to Google mm-hmm. and every single search result, in fact, Kristen, you can probably pull it up right now. You could it, it was it was definitely painting them as a right-winged, and it was. It, it felt like, and certainly sounded like, 
it was sort of, I wouldn't say disparaging, but let's be honest, if I'm not a right-winged person, right, and I'm reading, I'm looking You're looking for, for medicine. I'm You're looking, looking for, for like medicine. some guidance. Yeah. It's kind of irrelevant to me. But right. in any case, I thought that's weird, and I could not find their website on Google in this first five. So I immediately went to DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. First, I believe it was the first one, was yeah. their actual website. Yeah. I was like, why would they not bring that? I literally typed that in. Why wouldn't they bring that up first? Right. Well, right. there was a little Senate testimony <laughs> in yes. 2019, right? And um, we were just talking about this before we started recording, and um, we thought maybe we would play yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and we'll let you hear it. And uh, Kristen, do you want to kind of set up or Amy do you want to kind of while I'm pulling this up set up who this guy is and what he what he was doing at the time um uh, the doctor okay, right so Robert this was Epstein. a senate testimony hearing um in when we were doing our research for this podcast in July of 2019 right mm-hmm. okay so this is Dr. Robert Epstein or Epstein he's an American psychologist professor author and journalist um and I think he talks about his credentials in the clip we're going to play you yeah. but um he was uh got his PhD in psychology at Harvard. Um, so he is very well versed on just And he did a study. Bias. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Media. So which I think he kinda lays out here. So we'll let you listen to a clip. Just um this is you can Google this. Yeah. <laughs> or DuckDuckGo. Duck, 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 duck. <laughs> you don't know what DuckDuckGo is by the way, because yeah. some people might not even they know. They may not know. Tell us. So <laughs> yeah. DuckDuckGo is a, a search engine, um, just like Google or Safari or whatever. I think you can get an app. Right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it kind of brings up all information about a topic and doesn't include the slant mm-hmm. or the bias. And it also keeps um, other websites from tracking your yes. searches. Yes. yes. So I know that Google, like that, you know, they all, I don't know much about how they track and all that. I, I have but no idea. <laughs> if you don't want to be tracked, like everything you do, yeah. and, you and know, type into like, your I guess that's how, like, like right now it says, I just pulled it up, and it, every time I pull it up, it says in the last seven days, Safari, and I think it's part of Safari, maybe it says it has prevented eighty-two trackers from profiling you. Okay, yeah. so they For like yeah. ads and stuff. For ads. Yeah. yeah, so it's just it's just another search engine. It's another search engine. Okay, well, t- check it out. I am indeed Dr. Robert Epstein. The most important thing for you to know about me is that I'm the father of five wonderful children. As it happens, I'm also a research psychologist at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. I have been center, center left my whole adult life, but I value my country and democracy more than I value any party or candidate. That is why I'm speaking out today. I'm here to explain why Google poses a serious threat to democracy, how monitoring systems can protect us from companies like Google, and how Congress can immediately end Google's worldwide monopoly on search. My plan for ending that monopoly was published just yesterday in Business Week. I respectfully request that my article be entered into the congressional record. It's attached to my full testimony. Uh, It will be entered without objection. I've been a research psychologist for nearly 40 years. My PhD is from Harvard and Since 1981, I've published extensively on AI and other topics. Some of my research has focused on Google, on the company's massive surveillance operations, censorship capabilities, and unprecedented ability to manipulate the thinking of 2.5 billion people, soon to be four plus billion. I've written articles about Google for Time Magazine, USA Today, that kind of thing. 
but also for The Daily Caller and even Russia's Sputnik News. I reach out to diverse audiences because I believe the threats posed by Google and to a lesser extent Facebook are so serious that everyone needs to know about them. Here are just three disturbing findings from my research which adheres to the very highest standards of scientific integrity. Number one, in 2016, Google's search algorithm likely impacted undecided voters in a way that shifted at least 2.6 million votes to Hillary Clinton, whom I supported. I know this because I preserved more than 13,000 election-related searches prior to Election Day, and Google's search results were significantly biased in favor of Secretary Clinton. I know the number of votes that shifted because I've conducted dozens of controlled experiments that measure how opinions shift when search results are biased. I call this shift SEAM, the Search Engine Manipulation Effect, which I first published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in 2015. Biased search results can easily produce shifts in the opinions and voting preferences of undecided voters by up to 80% in some demographic groups because people blindly trust high-ranking search results over lower ones. People blindly trust high-ranking search results over lower ones. And that's mm -hmm. kind of true. I feel like yeah. I've always been that. Yeah. Well, not anymore. But I used to be the person that yeah. when I Googled something, yeah. it was like, I've, I've just trusted the very first thing that popped up, I'm like, well, this must be the most, most popular. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah, because oh, it's the most searched. It's right. Like, it's like the most popular, mm -hmm. which means that yeah, it's probably the best right. information. Well, and what we find with Google, and certainly now that we're all on our phones and laptops and our sources of information are no longer sitting around the table at night watching the news necessarily, mm -hmm. it is coming through our Yahoo News, our Google, it's coming through our social media. If those platforms have some type of an agenda or even, dare I say, vested interest in promoting certain information, we as Americans and as the general public, as, as citizens of the world, need to be aware that that information may, it is coming with an inherent bias, mm -hmm. and we have to put that in the forefront of our minds when evaluating all of it. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Absolutely. So, Amy, you and I were talking about this drip thing, right? Which is, you don't have to be in someone's face saying, believe this, believe this, believe this, believe this, constantly for you to start to propagate an idea in their mind simply because you subtly lead them to start thinking a certain way, right? And there was um, a Time Magazine um, article that we referenced, and um, you read a clip from that Time Magazine <laughs> that I think is worth sharing. Now, I want to first say Time Magazine has long been a very reputable um News, news source. News yeah. source, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Time used to be a novel. Do you guys remember yeah. when it was on the newsstand? Like, and it was print. It wasn't a bunch of pretty ads. Like, it was yeah. like, it was to be read, yeah. right? And because it was such um, a well-respected um, news source, I, that's why I'm bringing it up. And I think it's fair to bring it up because something that was written by someone in there, when you read that to me recently, I was like, wow, did they, they say that? Yeah, they basically <laughs> said something out loud. I just remember kind of reading this article and I was like, well, so really like this is just confirming 
what we're talking about, that there is such a bias and there is such a manipulation of information. But before I even read that, just so y'all y'all can do this, play this game at home. Um, <laughs> yes. With the that. Robert Epstein guy. So we yes. used to just listen to that Senate testimony. Well, I went on Google just to search his name, just to kind of read more about him. And of course, first Wikipedia shows up. But the very first article about him, even before the Senate, uh, like, you know, we talk about the top ranked articles on, on a search engine. Even before the Senate testimony was why the bogus study about Google manipulating votes is a powerful something. And then it doesn't say the rest of that statement. It says 2.6 million reasons to keep yelling about bias. Um, why the president and the right have latched onto a flimsy study about Google manipulating votes. So they called this Dr. Epstein's study flimsy. Flimsy, and then it's the right. So he, he and bogus. He fully admitted that he's, he's a center, center left. I yeah. mean, and that he's just giving the data around. And that he voted for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, like all these things. And so, but it's. Well, also that that's first and not like his Senate hearing. That, testimony. Uh, his, right. I mean, his testimony. But so then, <laughs> so then it goes back to, well, well, so then who do we trust? Right. Is, is the Senate hearing testimony, is that. Is that correct or is that flimsy and bogus? Yeah, and this is why people are perpetually and this is why confused. People are confused, right? <laughs> because you and, know, and nobody, trust. not everybody, has time to go look this stuff up. So you just no. believe what's easier or what you think. I mean, you know, yeah. I guess you or know, or the bias, or the bias. What's yeah. the most yeah. comfortable, girls? Right? Because it's easier. Yeah, it's easier. It's so much easier to believe your bias than to challenge it. Exactly. It's so uncomfortable to challenge your bias, but it's so imperative. It's never been more important, right? Yes. So, back to, sorry, yeah. back to, I just had to... No, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That was perfect. Um, but back to this time this time article, I just remember seeing the headline come across, like, I don't even remember what it was, like, I don't know, sometime late 2020. And the article is titled, The Secret Bipartisan Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. So I was like, oh, what's that about? <laughs> um, but there's this one paragraph in particular in here that just really stopped me in my tracks. It says... Um, Okay, that's why the participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream. A well-funded cabal of powerful people, ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. They were not rigging the election, they were fortifying it. And they believe the public needs to understand understand the system's fragility in order to ensure democracy in America endures. And I guess when I read that paragraph, when they say they were not reading it, they were fortifying it by controlling information, steering media media coverage, changing rules and laws, and influencing perceptions. That's where my logical brain like like fortifying like that's not fortifying anything. I don't Mm-mm. understand. It feels more manipulative than fortifying. Yeah. Right? And I think too. Um, we, we've, we've seen that around COVID. Do you remember uh, Dr. Fauci when the email leak happened? And he said, or I, maybe it was even before the email leak, Kristen, you would probably be the one to ask about this. Remember where he said, well, we knew that if we told the public, like I knew the truth, but if I told the public this, then we would have had this happen. So he admitted he lied. I mean, we can call mm. that whatever you want. That is actually an untruth. You know a fact but you are perpetuating something else because you think it's for the betterment of society. But when do you get to decide that? Right. When you get to decide what's best for society for them to know and not know. Right. This is where I, I think... It's the manipulating of the information. So just the full, it's full out, they said it. Like that they did that. They steered media coverage, 
control the flow of information. I mean, they're fully admitting it right. and saying so, it. And, and, not, and it's probably not just in this one instance, you know. Well, no, but this Project Veritas. Right. Right. With CNN, yes. Yes. <laughs> so much. Oh. So much. First of all, this dude thought he was on a date. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. guy. Poor guy. Oh, man. I mean, no, that was yeah. just a setup was... of setups. I'm yes. not saying that was right, but wow. But it was interesting. And and um, if you guys know what we're talking about, Kristen, you want to fill them in? Go to the Project Veritas. Is it James O'Keefe? Yeah, and we can we can yeah we can the, post, the, it, the post link it to the video. But basically, yeah. this homie that thought he was on a date <laughs> was talking to his undercover uh, whistleblower. Mm. Yeah. He's a CNN. I don't know his title at CNN. I don't it, it was not. I don't want to say it was producer because I don't know that he was as high. I think as he was that. like a tech. The a, tech something. He was like a something with tech. But something yeah. in the news. He was up there and he knew yeah. what was going on. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. But basically in this um, undercover video, he talks about how um, if it bleeds, it leads and how they put the death toll ticker on there because it kept, that's what For the gave the re- ratings. And when mm-hmm. the death number started going down, they were freaking out and saying, we got to, we got to do something. Like why we've got to get the numbers back up. Nobody, because people kind of stopped tuning in because fear sells. And that's exactly what he said yeah. verbatim. Fear sells. Um, he, and if it bleeds, it leads. He said that too. He said, that too. <laughs> he said their primary goal was to get, you know, Trump out of office. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that, that without saying it, it is propaganda what they do. Yes. I mean, there are so many things he yeah. said that I'm just like, my jaw's on the floor. I'm just like, wow. I yeah. Mean, this is what, this is our news, y'all. This, this is, is our news. America's news. I watched CNN with my grandparents every night that I was at their house. I mean, see, you know, and I, I thought. I that's mean, what, that's what my kids I watch thought, at school with CNN. Yeah, I thought that's what, I thought that was, I trusted CNN for a long time. And it really was more in the last few, because um, you guys know, I try to watch a little bit of everything because mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what's yeah. the truth. Um, I would turn on CNN, Fox News. MSNBC and Fox, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? Like, you know, MSNBC is going to lean way left, Fox is going to lean more right. And um, and so then, you know, I'd go to CNN, and I was like, man, CNN is sounding more like MSNBC. I just feel like CNN is supposed to be, I don't know, to me, like, the t- just the name CNN. Yeah. I always so, thought, so I always right? trusted CNN. And, yeah. now, and the thing is, we don't know who to trust. So regardless yeah, of we where, don't. We don't. regardless of what news I watch which I still don't even like to watch it I I will listen and I go look it up myself and honestly that is what we all should just take ownership and start doing like you can listen to anything and you you will never know even if you think it's a trusted source you just gotta look it up and that's what I like to do like even if it's a trusted source I go look it up myself even if they sound so right so correct whatever and I should just believe it I gotta look it up myself because these days I live I seriously seriously don't trust them yeah and when you were talking about you know the you know just even the wording and how they were talking about that in time like even just like I was even going to pull up Wikipedia when I was talking about Dr. Corey I mentioned him on um, our last podcast very huge proponent of ivermectin um and a very very reputable legit physician he's in a group of physicians if you go to look him up on Wikipedia Part of the, I mean, and I'm not, I am not saying that I necessarily trust Wikipedia either. I'm just saying you can look it up. And it says, um, Dr. Corey imparted, like, down a few sentences. It says, Corey became a leading advocate of the use of ivermectin throughout the pandemic, promoting a conspiracy theory. 
that its true effectiveness was being suppressed by the, quote, gods of science who wanted to monopolize, monopolize scientific information. So the whole conspiracy theory thing, when it's coming from a physician, okay? And y'all, we will get into this at some point because this is my passion. Yeah. But when you turn science and hypothesis and experiment and, you know, all of that into a conspiracy theory, I don't know how, I don't know why that is. Like, y'all, if you actually go to his website, which you should, you can even just type, type in flccc.net um, or covid19criticalcare.com. Of course, we'll have these links. They have 60, for ivermectin, for COVID, 60 trials, 549 scientists, 18,931 patients. And it's in several countries around the world. How is that a conspiracy theory? Right. It, that's, well, conspiracy theory has seemed to become a word that is used to, a shaming word, let's say, mm-hmm. a shaming phrase. It's like a derogatory. Derogatory to say, oh, you Looney Tune. And, mm-hmm. and let's be real, you, all three of us can attest. We have heard some things in 2020 um, from different sources that we were like, mm, I don't know if this is right. Weirdly, some of it we actually found out. Has some truth in it. Right. Some, some we don't know. Been crazy, and yeah. some has been, you know, had conspiracy theory, and then now yeah. it's like, well, actually, it's not. And so some of that actually found out it wasn't right. right. And so um, that was um, that's been interesting. I think it's certainly around COVID because it's a science-based thing where the science is constantly evolving, and as the science comes to fruition or the evidence comes to fruition, then it's been proven that some of those things, at case in point, uh, Wuhan lab. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and, it, and there was very interesting to me when when uh, John Stewart went on um, <laughs> what was the guy's name that he went on his show? Oh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, Stephen mm-hmm. Colbert. And Stephen Colbert used to do political satire, so he made fun of everything, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 it's interesting. I've seen a change even with him. Um, and and John Stewart basically <laughs> says, "Of course, it was from the lab. Like, <laughs> it's named." It has the same name. The lab so and the funny. disease have the same name. It came from the lab, you know, and it's, it's hysterical watching. You can see how uncomfortable Stephen Colbert is. And he's, he's like, like, he's like wait, 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 is there evidence? And he's like, oh, come yeah, on, dude, right? Yeah. But it, it speaks again to this whole thing of that this was considered, it was called debunked by news sources, a debunked theory. Before they ever debunked it, it wasn't even it wasn't even investigated before they they were debunking it. And now they're investigating because guess what? It probably came from the lab. It probably came from the lab. Here's here's the thing. (laughs) Like when we're talking about this, you know, you know, we're talking. We don't. We do not know. Well, we're talking about bias, but when you have (laughs) when you have censorship, yeah, that is bias. That's right. Because when you're censoring one side or certain theories or certain thoughts or opinions or whatever until it's proven wrong yeah why are you going to take it away like and i guess i just feel you know yes the wuhan and look politifact one of the fact checkers they've actually come out and now you know retracted that and so but everybody believed the fact checkers back then politifact then and so it's like, so once again, who do you trust? Right. And so many so people are like, oh, the, the fact checkers. And then the fact checkers, like, how do you, to me, all my trust would be gone. Yeah. Right. If you can quickly fact check something like that and say, oh, no, 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 this has been debunked. Yeah. This is not true. And you're like, well, has it? And then you realize, oh, well, wait, they were wrong. Well, what else have, what else have they been fact checking that they're wrong? That they're wrong. Like, That's do right. Do you really believe then? That's right. Like, 
It's a one in So, well, we can, let's talk about motive as we kind of start to wrap this up a little bit. Like, what do you guys think is the motive to suppressing information? Uh, when, the, when the First Amendment basically gives, it, it includes the right of the media for free press, right? They can write about whatever they want, right or wrong. They can write about it. So the government is not supposed to suppress the media. In our day and age, it may not be the government that is suppressing the information um, from, you know, with the media. I think it's probably money and power, yes, Pharma. corporate power, <laughs> corporate interest. It's, I would promise you, I believe in my heart, there's a money trail Follow to all of money. it. Follow the yellow brick road. Yep. We're going to do an episode called Follow the Yellow Brick Road. It's paved with gold bricks, and yes. that is where it leads to the sources of a lot of corruption. There's a, you know, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And that is what I think this is stemming from. And here's why I'll say that. Um, Barry Weiss, she's a, she was former editor at the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. And she had a famous resignation letter, we'll post it so that you can read it, to the New York Times, basically saying, I can no longer in good conscience work for a publication that I know now has an agenda. And it's not to report the facts. It's to spin the narrative of the powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you have Cheryl Atkinson who um, left CBS News, same types of reasons. One of the stories in her book, Slanted, that Cheryl um, shared, which I thought was interesting, and it's not even political. Mm -mm. She had some information on um, a situation happening on airplanes, on 737s. There was a fire risk or hazard, and she had the interview, she had the information, she submitted it to her producer. The producer goes, you know what? Yeah, let's run this story. It had been fact-checked and fact-checked. And um, so they were going to run it. And the day before the story ran, the producer said, nope, can't do it. So she tried to sell it to the weekend news because, you know, it's a different producer. He, bought, he said, yeah, let's, let's run it. The day before she was to fly to New York to wrap up that story, they said, nope, we're pulling it. She said she found out that, the, that there is um, – there's um, – Boeing is very politically aligned. Like, there's a lot of funding going into the politics. So this is where it does tie into the political mm -hmm. spectrum. And she said this was, I want to say, what it was in 2013 that she had this information. In 2019, there were two deadly crashes of Boeing's 736, 737 MAX <laughs> aircraft. Freudian <laughs> slip. Loud mercy. No. 737 Max aircraft that killed a combined 346 people. And she said that's, that's haunted her to this day, that some of that information that they could have exposed then, she said, would that have saved lives? They don't know for sure, but it could have. And here's the, here's the thing, guys. The media is here to keep things in check. The jobs, the job of the media was to keep things in check to where... It was to inform. It was to inform. So <laughs> the, the people knew about what their government, government was doing and that the people knew what was going on. And, you know, knowledge is power. They control the power by controlling the knowledge. Mm -hmm. right. This is what I believe, is that you can control power by controlling the knowledge. Mm. And now, since the sources of information have changed from print to online, and there's far more sources of it, and now we've got people like us three. We're not journalists. We didn't go to journalism mm -hmm. school. We are three average Americans having conversation around the things that concern us most. But yet we have a platform where we can share information and it behooves us to make sure that the information we're sharing, we're citing those sources and we're considering what their agenda might be 
by saying what they say. Right. Well, and also, I really had to question, you know, when we talk about our just think moments, like especially with media bias and everything, are the physicians being censored and banned? Like, and I know we talked about this briefly, you know, but the fact that doctors speaking about science has nothing to do with bias. Like, they are here to withhold their Hippocratic Oath and help people, help save lives to do no harm. Right. And you've got to wonder if they are out here telling, uh, talking about medicines, practicing medicine, which is what physicians do, speaking about what's working and what's not, and the best platform to reach the masses is the media, yes, right? That's I mean, right. That's right. and so you can't just tell just the people in your hospital. You want to tell everybody because if you've got something that's working, let's get the word out. Then as let's fast get as the possible. word out, yeah. and then it's deleted. Yeah, you know, like that was my when, when Dr. Corey spoke at a Senate hearing, and Dr. McCullough said, so, you know, talked about something on YouTube, and YouTube banned both of their things. And yeah. I'm like, if 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 it has the potential to help people and yeah. does not do harm, yes, and we're in this mass pandemic. Yeah. And, you know, so many people are dying. This is kind of like that Boeing. Like, yeah. how many lives could have been saved or could be saved if all of the information is out there? I mean, right. we need to be fully informed. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. The American people need to be entrusted to make our own informed decisions yes. with the information that we're given. That's our job. Object, that's our job. From an <laughs> Their job is to get us the information. And I think what I've learned um, over this past year, too, is not to discredit um, just random places to get information mm-hmm. you know like it's i've stopped looking at the, the most top, popular the yeah search. i'm yeah. not looking at the mainstream narratives i i find my information from all kinds of crazy places and of course i'll go and take that information and cross check it cross back check, check it, ourselves back check it. i'll dig deeper if i really want to know the truth i'll dig deeper with it but there are so many people on this in this country and just in the world in general that have a lot to share a lot yeah. of good information to share and to completely discount them because they're not CNN, they're not MSNBC, mm-hmm. you know. And there are a lot of people that say crazy stuff too. Right. But that's absolutely. where you have to do your due diligence. And I will say one more thing about the media bias thing. I just want to bring this up because I was on vacation last week. One thing I've noticed that the media has been doing, and I'm sure we'll do a podcast on this coming up, um, is they're creating such. They're, in my opinion, they have manufactured so many divisions in this country, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. whether it be politics or race, I feel like they are the creators of the divide. And I'll tell you, my husband and I, we both, like, we were on vacation last week with my family in Myrtle Beach, and we went to the Family Kingdom Amusement Park. And he said to me, he was like, you would never know in a million years walking through this amusement park that there were any kind of racial tensions Mm -hmm. in this world. No one, I mean, you saw mixed families, all kinds of biracial families, all different colors. Everyone's laughing. In the Bible Belt South. Let's just point that out. Smiling, laughing, having a great time, greeting each other, kids sitting beside each other on the rides. And I'm like, that that was a light bulb moment for me just this past week that like, this is so, it's manufactured. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I was at a, this past weekend, I was at a wedding, a biracial wedding. My son's, one of his best friends who is black, married a white girl. And that wedding was black and white. Everywhere. You would not have known there was a thing in the world going you turn on. on the mainstream news. And it is and a different story. A different and story. we're not saying that it does not exist and that it's everywhere. But 
I think, once again, I think it's just so exaggerated. Yeah. I think they just exaggerate right. little sure. things. And like, so part of, I've told Mitch, my husband, I was like, sometimes I wish we just, if we just didn't even look at the news, even here in Wilmington, I don't feel like, but, but I think that they've divided everybody, even with health, even with vaccines, right. even right. with everything. Like with it's politics. like masks, you know, yeah, like everything, like the, it. It, it has been so divided, so much more divided than it ever has. Because imagine if there wasn't news, do you think any of this, do you think we would be pitted against each other? No, there's, there's, but at the same point in time, I wouldn't have gotten the information. You know, I keep saying right. like part right. of me wishes it's that right. like we didn't have it, but part of me, the only reason I know is because, because I will see somebody that I've never seen before post something I'm like wait a minute what and then I go look it up yeah and then that leads me to find something else and yeah. find something else but I'm doing my own fact checking and my own you know research but that's because someone else shared it well and you're also Kristen I think what makes you a little different than perhaps some others and I think for all of us is that we are we are trying to get to the root by saying this is what I want to see, but what if I'm wrong? Like, mm-hmm. I think we ask ourselves every week. Are we oh, wrong? all the time. I mean, yeah. oh this my God. is how this started. We looked at each other and we said, are we crazy? Am, am I crazy? Am I seeing this right? <laughs> well, remember, like, <laughs> the whole, right. the whole yeah. group, group thing. You know, yeah, when you're surrounded think. by people, yeah. you, know, you, you know, you start... I took myself off threads. Yeah. I took myself off some threads because I felt the group thing was getting too real. Right. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It was like, yeah. I... Truly. Like, y'all are just pitching one narrative now. And it, and it might be the truth, but, right. but if it's not, I don't want to get caught in that that hamster wheel either. Mm-mm. You know? And yeah, but it's hard to stay objective when you don't oh, even yeah. get objective news from the news sources that are you in don't. charge of this country. No. Not in charge of the country, but, right, but main, yeah. That are reporting mm-hmm. on this country. Right. So reporting how, on the how, how do Americans remain objective and not, I mean, like you said, we all have inherent bias. Yeah. Well, here's the million dollar question to wrap this up. Where do you go to get your news source? Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Let well, us know. Or what, and, or, and have you changed? Uh, you know, yeah. have your sources, your trusted sources, sources. changed? And evolved over the yeah, years. Yeah, like we would love to know. Like, yeah. are there sources that we don't know about? Or yeah. there, have you seen bias? Like, have you, have you seen something that was, you know, yeah. made you stop and think? Yeah. Oh, this is weird. Well, this yeah. is weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, with that said, if you're asking where we're getting our sources, we always post them. You're going to be able to see those on our, and it's a, from a variety of different places. Surely, you know, I'm sure we could discredit just about any source if we really, you know, if you really wanted to present a case against a variety of them. But the truth is, is we try to share things from people who are respected in their category. Mm-hmm. And so, with that, um, we'd love to hear from you guys, hear, hear what your thoughts, thoughts are on all of this. And we, um, yes, and if you like what you're hearing, share, please share, um, and please give us a five-star rating, because apparently that helps everything, everybody else find us, and to be honest with you guys, we've said this before, but if if this is your first time listening, we don't have an agenda here to try to monetize this, Um, we have an allegiance to no one. Um, with this so when we're sharing information there's no bias in terms of how we're going to get paid to share this information that's not what we're looking to do here we literally want to find the audience that wants to participate in the conversation and as we always say uh, diversity of thought and opinion is welcome but as hats are not, not. <laughs> alright guys we'll see you later <laughs> bye, bye. bye.